If you are hungry for the word of God today, say, Lord, here I am. That's, there's no energy there. I need energy today. I'm a youth pastor. We need energy in this place. Let's do that again. Lord, here I am. There we go. That's, that's good. So, anyone on Instagram here? Why? <laughs> I, to follow me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm not on Instagram, though. I'd love for you to follow me, but I'm not on Instagram. I came off Instagram a few weeks ago. And uh, I don't think it's one of those, like, you know, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll turn it off. I'll, I'll deactivate it. And then two hours later, you're back on. It's not that kind of thing. I just felt like in my spirit, you know what? I'm going to, I'll just speak personally, okay? I, I have nothing against people who have Instagram. I support you. We have Citygate Youth, Citygate Church, Instagram, and we reach people through that. Who is happy about that this morning? But as for me, I was like, no, I'm going to come off Instagram, but... Um, leading the youth, it's uh, most of our young people, if not all, are on Instagram. So I had one person, uh, Nathan, and he said he spoke to his mum. He didn't even speak to me directly. He spoke to his mum and said, is, is, "Is Tim okay? Is he is he alright? Is he is he depressed?" Just because I'm not on Instagram, that doesn't mean I'm not okay. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I haven't seen him post. I haven't seen his stories recently. I, I haven't seen him around. They don't, they don't come out, you know, when we go on a great drink up on a Friday night anymore. And they don't, they come out, but they go home early and stuff. You know what? I'm, tell, I'm telling you here today, this is the title of my message as well. It's not what it looks like. Come on, everybody say it with me. It's not what it looks like. And uh, it's Instagram, social media, it's very, very easy to create this persona and to think, you know what, these celebrities, these people that I follow, you know, they went to my school and they have this, they go on holidays every week. You know, they, do, they, do they even work? Where did they get the money from? I don't know, what, cryptocurrency? Should we jump on that? Uh, start a new business. Yeah, 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 let's just invest everything, start a new business. Oh, they do this, so that works for them, so that must work for us. Um, is it just me that's, that's, that's thought that? Okay, there we go. We've got some people. The, the honest crowd maybe is on this side. Thank you. I'll talk to you today. But it's not what it looks like. On Instagram, there are reels. Has anyone seen the reels on Instagram? And the reels are not... Okay, some of you got it. Some of you, let's do that again. The reels are not... The reels are not real. Let's go to the Bible, which is always, always uh, a good place to start. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. If you don't have your Bible here today, it's going to be up on the screen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are, but at the things which are for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Father God, we thank you for your word today, Lord. I pray that you'll use me as an instrument. Every single word that will come out of my mouth be your word, Lord God. And I pray for good seed sown into good ground. Great hearts here today, Lord God. People are hungry for you, desperate for you. 
whether they've been coming to church for years or this is their first time, Lord, I pray that you will speak to them today. Give them a word today that will flourish in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, it's not what it looks like. So for me, I like telling stories. Is that all right? Yeah. I, I like, so if, if, you know, look around and then if it's a person next to your left or right, sort of like dozing off a little bit, feel free to give them a friendly nudge, <laughs> a friendly jab. But I do like to tell stories, so I hope I, uh, I don't bore you out. But I was, I can't swim. Wow, right? I know. They're like, wow, Tim, you, you look like a swimmer. <laughs> I see these sh- broad shoulders. Unfortunately, it's not what it looks like. Um, I, 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 well, saying that, let me tell you. So back in the days, like when I was like four years old, five years old, and um, my dad will attest to this. I have three sisters, and they're all older, and I'm the only boy, and I'm the youngest. <laughs> it comes with its perks, you know, I, on a Sunday, uh, when we get ready for church, like, they're like, where's my jeans? Where's my top? And I'm just like, ready. I'm ready to go. But when we're out and about, ah, oh, trust me, they pick on a little one. Um, I'll just tell you one story. I can't swim. So... We would go to um, like swimming pool in summer, right? We like, would go swimming because I, I grew up in the Philippines. It's warm, it's hot, and uh, everyone just goes to the beach and swimming. And I will never forget it. I had all of my sisters, right, three of them, pick me up. Little four-year-old, five-year-old, it's probably my earliest memory. Pick me up, one here on my leg, the other one here on the other leg, the other one on my arm, and I'm like, ah! There's me in my swimming shorts. It's a sort of half on, half off. And then guess what they did? Shocked me in the pool. They threw me in the pool. Oh, I've forgiven them, kind of. <laughs> but I was this scared. I think that's what it is. That's why I can't swim now. Because it traumatized me. And I'm like, I just see this. I, like being a little child, you just see this huge space. And it's like, you don't see the bottom, right? You don't see the bottom. There are no, like, depth markers. You don't know how deep it is. And then I'm like there in the air. And I'm like, I love you, Jesus. And then boom, you just see the splash. And then that's it. I thought, good. I've accepted Jesus as my Lord. I'm a Savior. Four years old. I'm saved. You know, I sing Bible school, uh, but I, go, I sing Bible songs every day. Uh, but it's not what it looks like. Just under that surface level, there was my dad going. <laughs> you just see, like, his bald head. And then it's just like. <laughs> it's like Iron Man. <laughs> he's there, caught me, like, under the pool. I am so blessed by that. It's not what it looks like. You know what? The surface may be overwhelming. You may feel like all hope is gone. You may feel like, you know what, Tim, I'm on my last. This is it. Just, I have nothing else to give. I am drained. Kids, work, family, division, debt. But guess what? It's not what it looks like. God is right there. He's not just on the surface level. He's underneath. He's right at the bottom. He's in your, in your lowest. He is in your highest. And he's there to say, I am here. I am ready. Come to me. I will comfort you. I will protect you. For I am your rock, your fortress, and your deliverer. 
as you dive deeper into the Word of God and His presence, you will see and hear Him clearer. And I want to ask you today, are you looking at the surface or are you diving in deep in God's presence? It's not, it's not what you see that will determine the life you'll end up with. It's what you know, that you know, that you know, that you know and live by. I'm going to say that again for those of you who are taking notes. Um, if you're not taking notes, put your phone away. <laughs> it's not what you see that will determine the life you'll end up with. It's what you know, that you know, that you know. Just put you know times 1,000. Yeah, come on, let's, let's give it up to the Word of God today. Thank you, God. It's what you know and live by. Guess the song. Anyone know the song? Thank you, Jess. Give it up for Jess. You can tell you're a singer. You can stay on band. Thank you. The rest of you, let's yeah, change your playlist. Waymaker. It says, um, what, was the, what was the word? Even, even when I don't, even when I don't see it, he's not, is he working? Even when I don't feel it, is it still working? Are you sure about that? Look, so you're telling me if I don't see God, if, it's, if it seems like I'm just immersed in these uh, challenges, and if I'm just surrounded by so many enemies and not just in the physical flesh, that's another thing. But like my fight is in the spirit. You're telling me you're still there? Absolutely. You guys are, you can tell I've been, I've been leading kids' church for a long time. And like, well done, everybody. I'll give you all stickers. He is there. Our God is there. And another one that I've been uh, just meditating on recently is Job in the Bible. Man, that man. If, sometimes, sometimes I think, right, when I go through, um, you know, uh, big challenges or when I need to make big decisions, uh, things come and go. People come and go. Things happen. Not always in your own choosing as well. Sometimes it is a result of your actions, but there are times you're just like, where did this come from? Has anyone been there today? It's just me. Okay, we've been there. We've been there. We just feel like left, right, center, back. You're just getting this jab. Maybe perhaps COVID happened. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you lost a family member. And then the bills came. And then you find out your kid is suicidal. Maybe your siblings are going through stuff. And then you find out your spouse loses their job. When those things happen, I'm here to tell you today, church, it's not what it looks like. God sees all of that as opportunities. Everybody say opportunities. He says, come, give it to me. I'm getting excited. Give it to me. Surrender them all. Give me your job. Put me first in your job. Put me first in your, first in your family. Put me first in your careers, in your children. Watch and see what I will do. It says in the Bible that come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Job in the Bible, he's, he's lost his children. Uh, that's, that itself is incomparable. I, I've been through some stuff in my 21, I mean 31 years. 
<laughs> of, of living. And I haven't gone through what Job has gone through. And I'm thankful to God, God, I, I don't have the capacity for that yet. <laughs> you know, I ask him and say, God, thank you for the challenges. I'll give them all to you. Sharpen me in this. Pull me out. Pull me through. But Job, I, I, I'm not going to pray prayers like that. Like, come, God, test me. Test my faith. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, God. I'll stay faithful to you. I, I'm good. Youth itself on Fridays, the smell in this room is, is enough. Job in, the, Job in the Bible, he's lost his children. He's lost his assets. Every animal, all of his finances, gone. And it wasn't even like he was expecting this. He just lost all of his children. And then while people were telling him, hey, Job, you've lost, you've lost your children. This is what happened. They're all dead. Another one, just before they even finished, he went, oh, oh Job, we, we got robbed. Everything was gone. And then, not even that, test after test. And he even got himself, Satan himself went, all right, uh, it doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. Uh, I'm just going to go directly for him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him this skin disease. You know? And then Job never cursed God. He questioned God. He had a conversation with God. He asked God but he never cursed him. He stayed faithful. Even when his own spouse, maybe some of you here today, you know what, Tim, I'm believing for salvation for my spouse. We stand with you. We believe with you. But stay strong. Stay firm. Stay founded in the word of God. When you go home, whatever they say, whatever they do, hey, bring it all to God and say, but God, but God, don't give up. It's easy to say, oh, I had a great service on a Sunday. And then you come home and you step into this environment, not of your own choosing. And then everything feels like being pulled apart again. God allowed Job to be tested because he's seen the end. See, I encourage you at times, you need to put, we need to put our God lenses on. Sometimes we see things, and I, I, I'm absolutely guilty of this, and this is, this is absolutely part of my prayer. In my, in my quiet time, I go, God, let me see how you see this. Let me see how you see this person. Let me see how you see this as an opportunity. Come on, God, turn this around. We need to be praying prayers like that. It's very easy to just stick to that same word, same routine, but come on, fire up something new on the inside and go, God, what do you want me to see here? Has any of you ever read like a verse, uh, maybe a popular, famous verse that you've grown up with? And then you read it and you read it. And then after like, you know, 20 years, 25 years, you're like, oh, I've never seen it like this. The word of God is, is living and active. But back to Job. So God, God, by the way, doesn't create all the bad stuff. I'm going to put this in just in plain English, okay? I'll treat you as a city gate youth because you're all young at heart, right? Yeah. You're, you're young at heart, right? Okay, this side, cool. Um, a lot of our young people, and Dwayne, one of our youth leaders would agree with this, and the, the other youth leaders, they go to us, especially like maybe year sevens, year eights, are like, if God is good, why, why do people die? If if God is good, then, then why did this happen? 
Why, why is there loads of war? Can I just say, God allows things. He doesn't create. God is a good, 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 good. There's not a 0.001% of darkness in Him. He is pure light. He is holy. He is like infinite. He is a good God. However, we live in the world. We're not of the world, but we live in it. There is sin in the world. And God allows those things, allows us to go through stuff, allows us to lose some things sometimes because He sees the end. To Him, it's like, this is not what it's going to look like. And I believe in you, son. I believe in you, daughter, that when... when the rubber hits the road when you are your lowest, when there's no one else to turn to, when doctor says, no, 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 there's no treatment for this. When the school says, sorry, 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 your child, hopeless. This is the point where you go, God, this is just you and I. I trust you completely. And this is when God goes, that's why I allowed it to happen, because I want you to draw closer to me. I allow those things because I see the end. And in Job, after he's lost all of that, they all came back double. Everybody say double. God is a God of multiplication. Maybe you've had some tough seasons in the last few years. Or maybe you're going through a tough season now. This is not just a feel-good message. This is the Word of God. He says he will turn things to work for good. He will turn around situations. He will turn around what you see with your own eyes here, not here. He will turn out for good, but you have to put him first. You have to, in your prayer life, be intentional. If you're believing for something, you know, pray on it every day. Seek the Word of God. My second point is, God is consistent in his character, yet unpredictable. Oh, let's go home now, that's it. Uh, God is, let's say this together. God is consistent, yet unpredictable. He's same in his character. He doesn't ever change. Things may change around us. Currencies may change, stocks may go up and down, people around us may change, our closest family members that we've trusted for such a long time may change, our best friends may change, but God will never ever change. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He was my healer then, He is my healer now, He will be my healer still. He was my provider then, He is my provider now, He will still be my provider. He doesn't ever change. And I encourage you, if there are, if there are doubts that creeps in, use that to strengthen your faith. Take it to God. Don't go to friends. It's very easy for us to go to friends or um, professionals, which I'm all for. There are times that uses, God uses professionals, counselors, uh, doctors to do what He wants to do. He's a creative God. Let's not put Him in a box. But it's very easy for us to default to people. 
if Job defaulted to people, when people did come to him and say, uh, Job, I think you need to repent because, you know, all of these are things that are happening. I don't know. Are you, are you sure you're reading your Bible? Are you sure you're praying? I mean, I tell you what, don't, don't do that. Maybe try a different thing. There's this friend, like, he reads, like, horoscopes and stuff. And uh, Turn to God. Your default should be God. When you have no answers, go, God, how do you see this? How do you want me to see this? I may not see it now, but God, show me in the spirit. Do what only you can do. Never let anything take your joy away. That even those things happen in your eyes, you can still go confidently and boldly go to God and say, ah, God, see this opportunity right here? Come, 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 come. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it again, do it again. You've done it before. Do it again, do it again, do it again. That, that excites me. I think that's, that's been a shift in my spiritual journey. We are all in the journey. And I'm not here. Pastor Julian, is, we don't have all the answers. No one has all the answers but God. But that's been a shift personally for me that go, oh, there's this thing coming up. But do I have the, do I have the finances for that? What? Oh, this, the Matthias. What do I do? I need to get new tires, about 200 pounds. And I just go, this month is looking tough. But come on, God. I'm going to keep tithing. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep being generous. Hey, I'm going to buy a coffee. Even though, hey, I don't think I'll have it this month. I'm going to bless someone with a coffee. Because I know there are seeds. And God, you're going to do something incredible out of this. Don't expect God to always work the same way. Just because he's done it to someone else one way, it doesn't work the same way for, for everything else. And it's the same with your own life as well. Just because he's maybe um, your child going to the school that you really wanted him to go to because of connections, because there's this person in the church that you, that you met and you connected. Don't expect God to do that with your health. He, we can't ever limit God. We can be confident in Him, but we can't expect Him to do it a certain way. Because our minds, our thoughts are higher than, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. We can confidently go to Him, but God will do what He wants to do. If God wants to do it this way, if, if God wants me to maybe lose this thing that's not really bearing fruit, I'm all for that. I might think, oh, no, 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 God, I'm holding on to this. But this job is the perfect job. I want, you know, I want this. I've been praying for this. I've been believing for this. But then God sees what's going to come up. It's like, no, 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 no. This is going to be a toxic environment and you're not going to grow there. So I'll tell you what, I'll, let me replace you. Let me equip you in this place. And then I'm going to give you a greater challenge next. And then you're going to come out stronger than if you stay there. We can't put him in a box. And as humans, we, we expect. Do you agree? Anyone else expect it? I expect things from people. Sometimes I expect people to act a certain way. And again, this is the things, one of the things that I, I've been learning a lot in the years. That people, I can't expect them to, to match my level of energy. It's like, <laughs> I have too much energy. And at the same time, I can't expect 
people to act how I act, to see things how I see it. Some people have, you know, are more mature in, a, in, the, in their faith than me. I look up to those people, it's like, I want what you have. But I'll never expect them to come down to my level of faith. If I'm like, if I'm speaking to someone and they're like, oh, how's youth going? And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but this, this, you know, and they're there encouraging me. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for the encouragement. But those times, you know what, take that in. If people are encouraging you, be open to that. It's like, I received that. Let's go. Let's go. Stop, stop with the buts. Everybody say, stop with the buts. Let God do what he wants to do. False expectations lead to great disappointment. When we expect God to do a certain way, we get disappointed. It says in Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. See through it. God's goodness. God's promises. You know, if Jesus said it, it will happen. Turn to the person next to you, if Jesus said it, it will happen. There's nothing in the Bible that is not true. So as Christians, this is what we believe. Maybe it is your first time today, and you're, you know, oh, I'll argue that. Well, this, as a church, this is what we believe in. This is our standpoint, that everything in the Bible will happen is going to happen, it's happening now. If Jesus said it, it will come to pass. Again, we do face a lot of impossibilities. We do face a lot of giants. As Katie was saying earlier, and I was just there, and I'm like, ah, that's so good. Okay, back to the story of David and Goliath. We're all familiar with it. If you're not familiar with it, giant is basically, giant. Goliath is basically this like big giant on the, um, on the opposite side, right? And then David is this, like, young dude. And people, many, have seen, gi- have seen Goliath as, as this giant. He's like, he's strong. Is there really someone from my side that can defeat him? I, I don't know. Um, David, okay, you, you can do it, but, but you're going to need all of these armors and stuff. Come on, because we don't want you to die, David. People see him as a giant. But what they haven't seen is the giant on our side, (laughs) the king of kings and the lord of lords on our side, fighting for us, fighting with us. A God is pulling us up, pulling us through, pulling us out. He will do what he wants to do. Even at times that we feel like we're surrounded by all of these enemies in people's eyes. This is what they see. But they don't see that we are surrounded by a massive, massive army of God. That goes, I don't even have to do anything. I'll just cause confusion. (laughs) Done. (laughs) We We live by faith and not by sight. And my last point today is fix your eyes on the unseen. Can we go back to that uh, first verse, 2 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians 4, 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen because they are eternal. Has anyone here ever bought a car (laughs) that's like, oh man, that looks good, low mileage. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, okay, uh, maybe you haven't, but I have. Especially growing up, right, when you're in that young age, it's like, oh, yeah, 
oh, I've got that. Yeah, I'll just put in finance. Finance everything. It's fine. <laughs> you know, uh, you buy a car, I bought a car once. I'm not going to say the make. Like, because if I say Peugeot, then <laughs> you might be like, oh, you can't say that. Um, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to say the model as well, like 206, because if I say that, you know, I don't want to, like, discourage you guys. For those of you who got Peugeot 206, we believe in God of Miracles. <laughs> but I had, uh, so I had this Peugeot 206, and then it, the clock looked good, very low mileage. It's like 10 years old, and it's only done, like, 20,000. I'm like, bargain! <laughs> For those of you who know cars, then something happened there, the work of the devil. <laughs> and then there's really low mileage, it looks good on the outside, they, um, they buffed it up, like the panels and stuff, they did it all black, and I'm thinking, oh, look, look at this, very nice. And then, <laughs> after, uh, it, it, it looked good, driving it, it felt good, but after some months, after some times, the clutch started to go, the colours starting to fade. <laughs> And it wasn't really 206, it was just, <laughs> no, I'm joking, it wasn't 206. <laughs> it wasn't 206. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was a bicycle. No, it <laughs> after some months, the engine started playing up. And I'm like, I'm going to pass this on to someone else. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Did I do that? I don't know, Dad would ask. Um, it's not what it looked like. The engine failed, the clutch failed, all the electric stuff started to go. That's what happens when, when we make decisions without wisdom, when we make decisions without consulting God, when we make big decisions without asking the Holy Spirit, which God's already given us inside us. I, I went with my eyes, not with God's eyes. But I have a good news here today. Maybe you have done the same thing, be it a car, a house, uh, maybe you relocated an area, a job, maybe relationships. Maybe you got into relationships that you shouldn't have maybe started. The good news today is God sees the end. God will pick all of that up, put it in his palm and go, I'm going to turn something beautiful out of this. I know you've made a mistake. I know you made the wrong choices. I know you made the wrong decisions. But I'm going to turn this into something beautiful. Something beautiful. What you see is temporary, but what you cannot see is eternal. But with that, it's important as well to, to position yourself. Everybody say, position yourself. Sometimes, you know, like, let's say, let's use this platform as an example. If I, was, if I was just sitting here, I can't see the people at the back. People at the back, can you see me? No, because you're sleeping. Wake up. <laughs> that was a joke. People at the back, are you, are you awake there? Hey, there we go. There we go. We're good. If I, sit, if I sat here, just sort of in this eye level, I, I can't see most of you. I can't see half of you. Even if I go down here where perhaps some of my friends are, and they say, you know, hey, come down here. You know, it's all good down here. It's fun. It looks good here. It feels good here. You know, oh, this is fine. You just, you know, you just, you just pay it off. You just put this in, in this finance. You know, don't, don't worry about saving money. No, no, no. 
it's fine. Yeah, he did a good, good stewards of money. Oh, that relationship. But he's really good looking, though, isn't he? <laughs> he's really good looking, though. And then you end up just going a little bit lower. You end up compromising things. And you're like, oh, church stuff is uh, it's up there. Um, uh, the Bible's up there. It's too far. No, that's, that's too much of an ask. So I'm going to stay down here where it feels good and it looks good. But it's important that you position yourself. You take the higher ground because that's how God sees you. That's how God sees every circumstance. That's how God sees all of your relationships. He sees it from a higher ground and he goes, I see the big picture here. You may be stuck down there. You, might, you may be in the midst of all of this pressure. You may be right in the middle of it. But come, here's my hand. I'm going to pull you up. I'm going to just reposition you. I'm not, leaving, I'm not leaving you. I know it looks deep, just like the swimming pool. It looks deep. But trust me, come out. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not letting go. I've given you a life vest, the Holy Spirit, and I'm pulling you up as well. I'm here. Where you position yourself determines what you see, and what you see determines how you respond. I will for the for the note takers, I'm gonna say that again. Where you position yourself determines what you see, and what you see determines how you respond. You know, I, there are times that, in, again, in my quiet time, I'm just, I don't even need to, like, say anything. I, I usually, I like to play, like, worship playlist, um, have it really loud. Anyone else like that in a, in a quiet time or just me? Or maybe some of you are in a shared house and stuff, um, and then you got kicked out because of that. <laughs> but maybe put your headphones on, you know. Uh, that's, what, that's something I'd encourage you to do. It's like, I, that's where I start, you know, I go into worship, I go into praise, I like, I jump in my place. I like to, to start off, like, just in praise and worship. I just immerse myself in, in God's presence. And there are times that when I can't quite see the end, when I can't quite see the result, I just sit there in awe. <laughs> you know, sometimes tears flooding down my eyes, and I'm just like, ah. <sighs> Oh, it's so good. Sometimes I just lie flat on the floor. Um, and I'm like, ah, there's just no words. I can't put it in, in, in English. There's actually no, nothing audible that I can say. And in those moments, I, I tend to look back, to look to the cross. And then, I'm so thankful that God sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us. We could have just been, you know, just dead. No life, living in complete darkness. But God loves us so much that he says, I don't see this this way. I have a bigger plan. This is how I see it. And he sent his son Jesus to, to die for us. And with that, when Jesus was put on a cross, darkness, the enemy, Satan thought he had won. 
you know, and uh, people who put him on a cross, they think, there you go, done. Where, where's, your, where's your God now? You know, if, if it's really God, then you can come down the cross, right? If, have you ever had people like that? If it really is your God, then why, why, do, you, why do you go through that? Huh? Look at me, I'm, I'm good financially. Um, I've, got, I've got a good boyfriend or girlfriend. But you've been single for a long time. Wait, you, but you've had so many like bad relationships. Really? No, don't do that God stuff. You're going to church again on a Sunday. No, 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 no. Come out with us instead. We're going to London. Hey, turn up. <laughs> In those moments, look to the cross and go, hey, let me just let me just put these headphones on. God lenses, God headphones. I want to see how God sees this. God, come on, give, God, give me your eyes. Let me, let me see how you see. Let me see in the Spirit. Because I've accepted Jesus. I've got the Holy Spirit. Let me just close my eyes here in your presence. And let me see. I don't know how you're going to do this, God. I don't know how this is going to work. But I know you will do it. <laughs> but God, come. Lead my steps. Guide my steps. The next step, the next big decision that I'm going to make. I want you there. Okay? I'm not going to do it on my own anymore. I wonder if there are some of you here today that perhaps have been going just, just a different way. Because this is, this is what your eye see. It's like, no, I think the, the door's there, so I'm just going to walk through that. Uh, I don't know, I didn't really need to pray about it or anything like that. Uh, um, no, I prayed, prayed last month, it's fine. Read the Bible, you know, sometimes like, verse of the day um, after checking my social media of course because that's more important but I wonder if some of you here today say God saying to you it's enough it's enough of you walking on your own doing things out of your own strength I've been here I've been in the surface of that pool I've been next to that pool I've been all over that pool I've been I'm watching you from above from a higher ground And just while, while we're in this atmosphere, can I just ask everyone to just close your eyes? And this is a time, this is a very, very important time, especially for those who, who's had enough, who's, who has been going the wrong way on your own. You know, I've said a lot of things today about looking and seeing, but I want to ask you, do you see Jesus in your heart? Do you live for Him? In your own time, <laughs> before bed, when you're all, all alone, in the dark, where you can't sleep, you're there staring at the ceiling, do you have Jesus? Do you have peace? Do you have joy? And I'm going to count to three. And this is an opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. <laughs> I can't tell you how it would look like in your journey. You may not even know how, it, how this would look like in your journey. No one, no one does. But this first step, as soon as you make this decision to go, yep, I accept you, Jesus, into my heart. 
from that day on, God does what he, only he could do. He will set your path straight. He'll plan everything out. He will always, always be with you, never leave you, nor forsake you. So on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand just so I can see it. And we just want to give you uh, a, a Bible at the end. If this is your first time responding to Jesus, then just raise your hand. One, two, three. Just raise your hand. That is you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And right now, we're all going to say this prayer. I'm going to ask you, church, to repeat this after me. Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me. Forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. And from this day on, I invite you into my heart. I want to live for you. I want to see you more. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.